And grown-up men are creeps. <laughs> I didn't say it. Fred Savage said it. <laughs> that was an actual audio clip. Hi, I'm Fred Savage. <laughs> Why is that Fred Savage, Kate? I don't know. Don't ask questions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everybody, if you don't know, I am Caitlin, and this is our lovely host, Kate. Hey! And we are Hey Beautiful, uh, the currently the only podcast that recaps every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. Yahoo! Yeah. We've got some pretty exciting things for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Kate, you had a little bit of an, a little interview. You want to tell us about I that? I did. So this week's interview, or uh, this week's episode is Third Wheel, mm-hmm. which involves some extra, extra queerness in a way we haven't really seen since James, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So I decided to bring in a little backup. Oh. Another lesbian. Interesting. A lesbian with her own podcast. Do tell. Who happens to know all of my earliest lesbianings? <laughs> <laughs> so my friend Lee, Lee Holmes Foster now, originally Lee Foster, which is how I knew her, runs uh, mm. Les Hangout Pod, uh, Les Hangout Podcast uh, with her friend Ellie, mm. and she sat in for an interview about Third Wheel and her love for How I Met Your Mother and how we met each other and all that. So you can hear that. About halfway through this episode. Um, and it's going to be an abridged version. What if you want to hear the whole thing? Oh, thanks for asking, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be able to hear the full episode next week on Patreon. Oh, um, good. I don't like yeah. to be left out, so yeah. I always want to know. want to yeah. be in the know. And I'll open that up to all levels of Patreon. So two bucks a month gets you in, and you'll be able to hear the entire <laughs> uncut episode of me and Lee talking about, oh, a lot of things. Let's talk about what's been happening in our world. Yeah. We just did a live stream. Yeah, we did a live stream with fans. It was so cool. It was weird. So it was amazing. I know. I was worried no one would come. Mm -hmm. I was a little worried about that. All my middle school and high school fears of like throwing a party, like all those just like came back. I was sweating. Yeah, yeah. But we did have two folks drop in. We had Allie mm-hmm. and Russell, our buddy yep. from Down Under. I'm sorry, I won't ever do that again. <laughs> uh, yeah. I almost said, I almost tried for the accent, but... Go ahead, Caitlin. No? 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 Okay. I, would, I need, like, something to say. Good. What a good eye, Mike. Oh, no. You've, hold on. I'm going to text it to you. Oh, no. And you just say it out loud. Okay, ready? Oh. You just read it. Don't think about it. Read it in an English. No, just an read it. Just oh, you oh, just I see what's gonna just happen. Just read it. Rise up lights. Sounds like you're saying razor blades in an oh. Australian accent. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Sorry, Russell. <laughs> no matter how you say it, rise up Rise up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> That's so funny. Good one. Rise of Lights. Good one. Uh, Thanks. Thanks. I had a couple other ones. I don't remember them. That's a really good one. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one uh, that makes you sound Jamaican, but we will absolutely, as white people, not be doing that. So, 
Um, yeah, so it was really fun. Thank you to Russell and Allie. Uh, we do those every month for our high six and almighty five patrons. So I think that's ten, the 10 and $20 level. So mm-hmm. they got to sit in and, you know, you can share your video with us or just your voice. Either one is fine. Uh, we're still working out the kinks of where exactly we're doing it, but Hangouts seem to work okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and everyone got to talk and, and see each other, so that was really awesome. So thanks again, guys. Um, so we just had posted a recipe for our Patreon members and book recommendations, mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting. Um, Kate and I are having a lot of fun coming up with the recipes. Yeah, I, sh- I, sure. shared, I shared on... Twitter that our first recipe was Eggs Marshall, mm-hmm. which um, you would know if you've seen the episode Something Blue, or is it Something Borrowed? It's Something Borrowed. Something Borrowed. Yeah. When they're out in the in the field saying their vows, and mm-hmm. Marshall says he loves Lily because she makes Eggs Marshall, and uh, so we took that, and I tested the recipe, adjusted it a little bit, and then... We uh, shared it on the Patreon. We also added a bonus, uh, a bonus recipe since that one was pretty, pretty easy. So there are two recipes that have a "How hey, to Write Your Mother" theme. Eggs give me a lot of anxiety. So do they? Yeah, I made them at your bachelorette, and I was sweating the whole time. <laughs> and everyone, everyone was too shaken up about the fire, but I wasn't clearly. <laughs> so I made everyone. So you breakfast. made eggs. Oh. Yeah, I made eggs. See, I don't, I don't even think I ate. I was just so stressed out. I remember you told me they looked really good, and I felt like... Whew. They did. But now, sure. you didn't even look at... You probably just saying that. <laughs> you don't even remember like, that uh, happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but so if you join Patreon, I think it's the high six level, you can get recipes and also book recommendation. And I got good, good uh, feedback on my recommendation this month, so you guys should go check it out. Nice. Yeah. Oh, um, so I wanted to say one of my um, friends had told me a story that I didn't know about until just recently. So a friend of mine, friends of ours are getting married on Thursday and the wedding gift she's giving to her husband was actually inspired by the Polaroids from We're Not From Here that Lily was supposed to leave in the death folder. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so she went and she got some, like, boudoir photos done as her wedding gift um, that she's going to give to her husband on Thursday. So I was going to do it anonymously, but um, they're not going to listen until after anyway because they'll already have been married. He'll already have the photos. So congratulations, Tasha and Trevor. And I hope you like the pics. Yay. Awesome. (laughs) And it's inspired by this episode. Or the last episode. yeah, she sent me a text and said that was exactly where it came from. Oh, very cool. Like, well, congrats, yeah, guys. Not that I have a death folder or anything like that, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, Liz is going to make us make one. I know it if she ever finds uh, out about it. She's them. so. Practical. Practical, practical. yeah. Um, let's see what else. Oh, uh, I don't know if it's still open, but prizio.com slash legendary. The How I Met Your Mother folks are raising money right now. Let me find out some facts before I send you guys yeah. on a wild goose chase. I was just jujuling too. Jujuling away. Yeah, okay, so grab drinks with Neil Patrick Harris, Kobe Smulders, Craig Thomas, and Carter Bass at McGee's Pub. Or McGee's uh, Pub. 
pub in New York City. That's cray. And um, the donations are going to Rady Children's Hospital in San Diego, which is so cool. So it looks like it's still open and you can still donate for a chance to win. And depending on how much you donate, you get more entries. Um, And I entered. And I think we have... Five or six other people mm-hmm. that listen who entered as well. So thank you for donating to that awesome charity. Um, and let us know if you win. Because Yeah, when does it when does it um, close? Let's see. Ends on May first. So you guys have plenty of time to give to this. And so we'll keep talking about it as long as they're talking about it. Awesome. So that was pretty cool. Um also Robin or Kobe Smulders' new show got canceled. Um, yeah, Friends from College, which neither of us really. Did you watch yeah. it at all? No, it seemed a little weird. They just were like not... it was okay. For me, I couldn't get through the first season. Yeah. Um, just no one seemed likable or redeemable. Yeah, it just seems like the chem- there was no chemistry. Yeah, maybe that's just it. like a weird feel to it. I don't know. <sighs> I'm sure it was a combination of things, but they didn't get renewed. Uh, I don't know if anyone out there watches it, but I'm sorry if you did, because that's that sucks. And mm-hmm. I hope I hope Kobe finds more work soon. I guess you know. Yes. And up top, I need to thank Caitlin because I'm cheating off of her notes today. <laughs> so just, that's why this is going to be a, a real just, doozy. I just need to admit that out loud. Uh, had a lot going on lately and did not have time. To do my notes, you may have seen that on Sunday we lost one of my, one of our chickens to a fox. Um, There was, yeah, there was no, no scene of the crime, no sign of a struggle. I think he just grabbed her and ran with her, so. Maybe um, they were lovers and ran away together. Yeah. And they made it look like an accident. (laughs) They staged it. She's been plucking out feathers for three weeks now. Just saving them up. Yeah. She has a secret wound that she picks the scab Caitlin, every night. Caitlin, just because your dad convinced you that a little hey, tiny mouse listen. tipped his hat at him before he and left. saluted. <laughs> That's what it was. Because it would be silly for a mouse to wear a hat. Obviously. <laughs> they don't wear hats, all right? Only Ralph did. Oh, and it was for safety. Ralph. All right, anyway, so that's the main reason. Also, I had birthday things happening. Oh, my God. Ralph, hold on. Mouse on the motorcycle. Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Wonder years. Wonder years. Danica. (gasps) And Fred Savage is on Friends from College. Hmm. Couple little Wonder Years references here. You know, ever since that Lifetime movie where he plays the abusive boyfriend, like I can't, I can't with him. I'm sorry. That one was bad. Also, him on Boy Meets World. I'll never tell. What was it? Something like that. Something like that. But he was also on this professor that sexually harassed Topanga on Boy Meets World. Yeah, you know, I'm just not okay with him. Like, is he trying to show that he's he's a grown up? I think so. And grown up men are creeps. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't say it. Fred Savage said it. That was an also, actual audio clip. <laughs> Hi, I'm Fred Savage. <laughs> Why is that oh Fred God. Savage, Kate? I don't know. Don't oh. ask questions. You don't want the answer to. All right. So anyway, good. let's. Anyway, anyway, this anyway, is going to anyway, be right. unhinged. I can already tell. Woo-hoo. All right. Let's get into third wheel. 
This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five Level members, Russell and Tish. Thank you both for your legendary support. To become a patron at any level, visit patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. Thanks. So this is episode three from season three, and Kate, as you noted... Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the triples episode... Triples all around. Yeah, triples all around. Right. Third wheel, season three, episode three. Like, whoa, were they... Whoa, whoa. Like, were they waiting for this to do the threesome episode? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Who can say? Mm-hmm. Uh, it aired uh, on October 8th, 2007, and the writer was David Hemmingson, and this is the only episode he's written for How I Met Your Mother. Um, he's from Connecticut. And was a producer of a bunch of things like Just Shoot Me, Don't Trust the, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, and most recently, Whiskey Cavalier, um, which is, I guess, about a CIA agent and an FBI agent. I don't know. Oh, here's the tagline. An FBI agent and his new partner, a CIA operative, embark on missions to save the world, but have to put up with each other first. A ridge. Really? How rich. I mean. Um, it's very obvious that this is the only show episode he wrote because <sighs> Robin especially seems very out of character. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it more. But, like, it just doesn't feel like someone. It's not. Um, no plots go anywhere. It's like an evergreen kind of episode, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like a throwaway episode it is. to some degree. Yeah. But it was fun. It was entertaining. That's the only thing. Oh, was, Liz was freaking dying. So was Chris. It's yeah. an entertaining episode, but it doesn't really move along no. the story other than to show Ted and Robin are moving on with their lives. Right. But they don't talk at all. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so we start off, Ted bursts into the bathroom at McLaren's and he's out of breath trying to explain to Barney that he's about to go for the belt. And Barney cannot believe that because Ted just left the apartment 30 minutes ago. So how did that happen? Obviously, nice little setup for some of that himium flavor we love, the playing mm-hmm. with time. So we get a little flashback to the apartment and Marshall and Barney are playing Wii Tennis, but not just any Wii Tennis. This is Wimbledon. Yeah. Which lasts a fortnight. I freaking loved Wii Tennis. Oh, it was so... Like, I remember calling stores waiting to see when they would get what? Nintendo Wii really? in stock. Yeah, I was so excited for it. It was and the I'm best. Not, I'm not like that. Like, I don't really give a fuck at all about no. video games, but I had played it at a friend's house. I was like, I need this. Well, because it wasn't like other video games, you didn't have to, like, remember the buttons and, and all that shit. Yeah. It was just, it was just your arm. I mean, make no mistake, I was terrible at it, oh, but yeah. I had so much fun. Yeah. Um, so I love fun. the bit where future Ted says, there are some stories you tell and some stories you don't. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, Oh, my God, I totally missed that whole part. Oh, that's the only little part. And it's in my part. notes. That's the only little part. I know. I just had to bold it that's in your notes. Part. <laughs> I wrote, like, we open to the year 2030. The kids are back looking as thrilled as we are to see them. L-O-L-L-Z-Z-Z-Z. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we talked a little bit on the live stream about this. Uh, Russell yeah. said that he really liked this part. And I do, too. My question to you is, do you think... He told this story to his kids, or do you think it's one that he skipped over, but he wanted to tell the audience? I think he skipped over yeah. it, but told the audience. Yeah, because he doesn't wrap it up at the end. 
It right. just kind of goes out. And this reminds me of my least favorite episode. Because in that episode, there is reference to not all of these stories are true. So it's mm. like you see here that there's um, kind of like an unreliable narrator a yeah. little bit, you know? So you're starting to wonder, like, how much of this is real? How much is he telling the kids? What is he not telling them? So it sort of injects a little, well, some extra into it, I think. Yeah. But that episode can die in a fire. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Marshall comments, you know, they make a comment about, like, British slang being, like, super cool. And I was so obsessed with it. Yeah. So obsessed. I loved it. It just sounded so exotic. Oh, yes. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing Marshall points out is that lawyers get to wear wigs <laughs> in in the UK. But if he wears one to work, he is just an asshole. <laughs> um, but it's actually way more specific than that. So lawyer is just like the generic term. But mm-hmm. barristers wear the court wear the wigs and the gowns to court. But solicitors who are non-trial lawyers don't. They don't go to court. They just wear a suit. And speaking of suits, Ted has suited up. Dude, Ted has never looked better. He looks so good. I mean, he spent an hour and a half on his hair, so it should, you know, be a really good look for him. His hair looks great. It really does. It's like on the edge of being too long because it does get to that point later Mm -hmm. in the show. Um, But he looks fucking hot. I'll say it. Yeah. He should always wear a suit. He looks really, really nice. Really, really and nice. it pays off for him, as we'll see. Hell yeah! Barney and Marshall are going to play tennis. They tell Ted, go on with Adam, because it's we tournament, tennis tournament, and, you know, whatever. So they promise they'll be down in five minutes. Ted's going to go and order them yeah. some beers. He's just so thirsty. He can't wait to get out of there. Because he knows he looks yeah. good. He yeah, knows he coming. looks good. Yeah. He's full of that BDE. Hell yeah. Oh, speaking of BDE. Yeah. <laughs> Liz and I went to see uh, Harry Potter... And the Sorcerer's oh. Stone in concert. So there's a piece at the very end of Chamber of Secrets where Lucius Malfoy says something like, oh, well, let's hope that Mr. Potter's always around to save the day or save Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And Harry just says, oh, I will be. <laughs> like, basically, like, you can fucking yeah. bet your ass. Like this That little, was an ad-libbed line. I, Sarah, my friend Sarah told me that. <laughs> I love what you, what did you guys watch that you both know that? Um, the extra I don't special know. features or something? I think so. I really Weirdos. like Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, um, Liz, as soon as that happens, because he's like a 12 year old boy, right? Yeah. Liz just looks at me and she goes, Big dick energy. About <laughs> <laughs> fucking Harry Potter. I and, can hear her voice. Yeah, I it love was her. Very, very cute. Um, anyway, uh, Lily and Robin come out of. Lily and Marshall's bedroom, looking very cute. In them boots. Yes. Lily is looking adorable this episode. Her bangs oh, are still it. going okay. You know, so Bang Watch, let's bang watch check 2019. in officially. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So when I, when she first showed up with those bangs, I could not, right? Like I right. could not help it. Like, I, I love them so much. I wanted bangs, and now I don't want them, but I can appreciate that I, that I like them on her. Yes, they are still looking okay, but like you uh, said... I'm not obsessed. They're, uh, they've gotten a little shorter. Mm-hmm. They're starting to creep creep northward. So, um, the episode where it sort of hits, hits my breaking point, I think, is coming. Not sure which one, but we'll get there. Um, so... 
Lily's really excited because she got mm-hmm. these cute boots at this like crazy sale in the village, and we get the first piece of a full flashback that will mm-hmm. pay off later in the episode with, I think, my favorite line of the episode. I love. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like fighting over the boots and, you know, it's just madness. And this is literally not how anything ever looks, but it was exaggerated, whatever. Some girl snatches the boots out of Lily's hand and she falls over and just says, you just made the list, bitch. I love it. I love that we get to hear that twice this episode. Me too. And it's so amazing. Lily turns her attention to Robin's boots, says she likes them, but they're a little tall for that dress. I don't know. I don't know if shorter boots would have fixed that outfit. I, no. It was not great. I mean, the dress was fine. She's still trying to do, like, the sort of more boho stuff, I guess. Mm -hmm. I like that her hair is still a little curly. Yeah. Um, But it turns out Robin is only wearing boots because she doesn't want to have sex on the first day. Yawn. Um, And so she has these boots on so she will restrain herself. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, the more I think about it, because, you know, I think initially I was being pretty judgy of her being like, ew, men won't like to see me like this. But I think it's just a personal preference where she doesn't feel sexy when her legs aren't shaved. So she knows that she doesn't want to get down when her when her legs are hairy. So she's like, it's self-preservation, but it's still a guest writer plot here. And a dude. And a dude guest writer plot. I was I was right on both counts when I was watching this and was like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, Barney lets her know that guys don't give a shit. But does anybody? Girls certainly don't. Oh my god, right, I like, get laid all winter long without shaving. I mean, shaving. like, if Barney's saying that Newsflash, nobody cares. Like, yeah. So, free, free your body. Cares. Why is it a thing? Free the hair, folks. Free the hair. Yeah. At the bar, Ted calls Marshall and Barney, tell them the beers are there, but they're not coming, which I think we all pretty much figured. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because the beginning of the episode started with Ted alone. But yes. Marshall's pants are off, so he's definitely. He's on his own tonight. Yep. Um, but that's okay, because Ted doesn't need friends. He's got his beers. And he starts talking to them when he gets a little tap on the back, and it's Trudy, a.k.a. Danica McKellar from, of course, The Wonder Years, and earlier in season one, The Pineapple Incident. Yeah. But Ted doesn't fucking bring up, like, what? where did that come from? Right. And he also doesn't, we don't get Marshall following up on The Pineapple Incident, so I feel right. like opportunity missed. Here. Did you read my notes? No, no. Scroll down after the gray. Yeah. <laughs> it says no Opportunity missed. Yes. Oh, my God. We are two peas. Um, so, anyway, they run into each other, and they're talking about how great it is to have run into each other, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and blah, 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 and they're hitting it off, and it's so adorable. But then they get interrupted when this blonde woman taps Trudy on the back, and... It's Rachel, her sister from Kappa, Kappa Epsilon Gamma, who is played by Busy Phillips. Mm-hmm. And I'm please change my mind about this, but I just don't understand why oh Miss Elizabeth God. Phillips is famous and successful. I don't know her full catalog, oh, so maybe there's some really good performances or she has an impressive pedigree. But I think she's I I like to I enjoy looking at her. 
You clearly have not seen Freaks and Geeks. Okay. That's that's why? Yes. But, like, still continued on to this day. That's why she still continues to be a successful actress? Is she related to, like, Bijou Phillips and all them? Like, wasn't the Mamas and the Papas, like, their dad or some shit? Look that up. I don't know. I stopped after my wonderings. Anyway, so, I mean, that's how I know her. And But what's really hilarious, <laughs> one, Kappa Epsilon Gamma Keg. Keg. Kegerator. Um, but also, Liz and I were watching it, and she just goes, that blonde girl, guaranteed, she never worked after this episode. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She's like, she's just overacting. She's definitely, yeah, definitely went nowhere. And I was like, okay, you should check out her fucking talk show on Netflix. <laughs> right, like... She's done a lot since then. I don't I don't know what exactly, but she also, I think, does come from a, a famous family, I want to say. I'm she's from it. Illinois. So she's not related to the others? I don't know, but are you on her IMDb page? Yeah. I think that's a beautiful picture of her, and I want to snuggle up into her. Hmm. Oh, she wasn't. She's not related to them. Very interesting. Hmm. Anyway, so she... Oh, and so, she, Cougar Town was the big one. Oh. She was but, She was on that. Yeah, she just, like Liz said, just overacting, but maybe that's... She just really nailed this part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, trying too hard, former sorority girl, but... Um, yeah, I just don't understand how she's famous. And I think she's beautiful, whatever. Yeah. Just but. not that into her performance. Yeah. Yeah, Liz yeah. felt the exact same, so that's really funny. Because I'm like, oh, Liz. it's busy, and I just kind of give her a pass. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But that's, I just loved her. In Freaks and Geeks, she plays like this kind of trashy bully girl. Mm. That's like the one of the cool kids, but isn't really nice to the But I feel like that's girl. who she is every time. But she's meaner and a little grittier. She's not okay. like, she's not like this. I mean, she definitely has like a personality she plays, but I lo- I loved her in Freaks and Geeks. My mom loved her in Cougar Town, which I think was closer to this role, like very very mm-hmm. dumb. So, okay. I mean, it's just a very specific yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I get okay. it. Yeah, so anyway, so she totally ruins the moment mm-hmm. and Trudy and Rachel walk off together. But then a few seconds later, Rachel comes back and tells Ted that they got a table and she wants him to stay. Oh. So then we're back to um, a little bit closer to when Ted was, we saw Ted in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know he's at McLaren. Yeah, he's down he's, there and the boys are upstairs. Yeah. Still playing tennis. Um, Robin has gone for her date. Uh, and... Barney's phone rings and it's Ted. And so this Hmm. isn't the time that we saw before in the credits, but it's the first time that Ted calls Barney from downstairs and he says that he has a situation. So that's about girls. So of course he's calling Barney about it. It seems like both girls are into him, Trudy and Rachel, but he doesn't know who to go for. And he worries that if he makes a pass at the wrong one, that he'll have misread the situation and lose the chance at both women. Mm-hmm. And Lily, being the best friend, decides she'll go downstairs and let him know. She'll be able to, like, read the vibes and tell him what's going on. Right. Um, and so I just saw your fucking bitchy comment what? about Busy. We get a little conversation with Busy who flexes her acting muscles. 
<laughs> I love You're it. You're a man thief, man thief. Man I was thief. just like, oh my god. I mean, I don't think Danica <laughs> is an incredible uh, tour de force here either. I mean, they're no, no, they're no, just no. Playing neither one. Just but props. Danica has been was a very successful child actress. She's yeah. a mathematician. Like she has proven her fucking yeah. You just don't think that Busy has. I just am not aware of it. Prove me wrong. I please. Your town is the big one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just I haven't seen anything really that she's been on, so I don't understand it. (laughs) Sort of like Calista Flockhart. Like I know she was on Ally McBeal, but still, like I don't. But she was Ally McBeal. I know. (laughs) But I was like five when that show was on, so I don't understand that one either. Okay, The Birdcage. Oh. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, holy shit, let's stay on topic. Well, Sorry, bird walks. Oh, God. Um, oh, we could do a birdcage Patreon video. Fuck yes, episode. we could. And the heat, I see your notes here. I haven't here. seen birdcage in a while. Oh, bitch. All right, we'll do one of those. Anyway. Okay. So Lily calls, Lily comes down and checks and then goes upstairs, and she calls to tell him that they're both interested. And honestly, can't really tell who's more into him so you know just go for it and you see the girls they're both like touching his arm and playing with their hair oh and my god it's like the and lily says it's the classic green light and it's Which, like a, a running thing through this episode so we cut to robin and she's on her date basically doing the same exact thing touching her hair touching her date's appendage and like <clears throat> falling all over herself very you know much classic robin and uh, no like wah, wah. Not at all. No. That's not at all Robin. This is so strange just after she came back from, like, being so weird with Gael, and now Mm -hmm. she's like, why is she so thirsty for a fucking doctor? I don't understand. I don't know, because I was like, she doesn't want to get married. Right. You know? So. So what is she looking for here? Like, a ride on his yacht? Okay. It's just really weird. It's not very, it's not very canon, Robin, I would say. No. Very off-brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And anyway, we cut to Lily, who's on the phone with Ted at the bar, confirming that um, they indeed want him both. Both of them want him. And she has to hang up because Robin's calling her. And Robin, we find, is still on her date in the bathroom. A lot of bathroom phone calls. Mm-hmm. And she's demanding a razor, but Lily won't give in because she wants Robin to stick to her convictions until she finds out that this doctor has a British accent. <laughs> then she's all in for it. Yep. Which, I mean... I guess. I guess. But, like... You don't like accents? Oh, I do. But is it that uncommon in Manhattan that you have to, like, act like a total moron just to get with a guy? I mean, he seemed to be having a fine time. I just... It doesn't... That's a really good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not... She's not up in fucking Saskatoon. And, like, a British doctor is, like, a huge deal. Yeah, true. Right. They're Manhattan. Yeah, right. Throw a rock. Right? Uh, throw a rock, hit a British doctor. You know? <laughs> it's the famous saying about Manhattan, you know? <laughs> the city that never sleeps. Asshole. The city where you can throw a, a rock and... And hit a hit British a surgeon. British surgeon in the face. I just meant somebody with an accent. Yeah. Speaking of this, the guy at that dinner... Pretty sure that's one of the pirates from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, the one who loses his eye? Yeah. Oh, I never even thought of that. I'm pretty sure it's him. He looked too refined. I know. And both of his eyes were like normal looking. One of them wasn't wooden. (laughs) And he didn't have like the bowl cut. 
<laughs> and he didn't look starved. Yeah, or dead. Pirates was a long time ago. Starting at the I bottom. know, I'm like <laughs> scrolling. Right, but it wasn't that. I don't think so. No? Uh-uh, I don't see anything about, no. Huh. Maybe that's his brother. Yeah, like they look alike, so <laughs> whatever. It's fine. All right, now I need to like find out that guy's no, name. No, no, you don't. Come on, let's keep going. Okay, keep, we'll keep going. <laughs> Back at the bar with Ted and his ladies, they're talking about this boyfriend that they found over in college, and they were apparently both going to do this thing with him, but they never did. Oh. It's a very, yeah, it's a very cringy <laughs> scene all around. See, um, busy, you know, yeah. that's like what I'm saying. And they do this, this is one, one cute piece of the writing is... You know, as they're getting closer to saying it, we also see Lily kind of climbing the stairs to the apartment and, like, telling them, like, ooh, it's neck and neck. Like, can't really tell who's feeling who or who's the third wheel. Like, Mm -hmm. so we're sort of putting it together before they even lean in and tell him. We can sort of infer where it's leading. Yeah, I love the reveal. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And when they're just, like, they both have their hands, like, on his thighs and they, like, move their hands in at the same time. Very cool. And we're back. We're back to the top of the episode where Ted is in the bathroom talking about the tricycle. And Barney is shocked. Shocked that he's gotten so far so quickly. He can't. Um, but it's not like I was thinking about it because he was he was ready to leave when the girls went and sat down. So it's not like he was being creepy and pursuing it. Mm-hmm. He was just being himself. And a nice thing happened to him. Yeah. You know, so just let let things happen to you and they're a fun surprise. When you, you know, pursue things too hard, everyone's disappointed. Yeah. Anyway. So Marshall puts Ted on speakerphone because holy shit, no one can believe this. And we find out that uh Barney has <laughs> a belt. Mm-hmm. Ted is going for the belt, right? Um and Marshall thinks it's just like a metaphorical belt, but of course, no. Why would it's it ever? Barney. Why would it ever yeah. just be a metaphorical belt? Turns out, it is like a WWE championship belt. <laughs> we get a flashback and just a sweet little line of Barney saying, "It's resplendent," which I <laughs> love. So there are some bright. There are some bright moments here because that's a line I, that I. I it's a top line for the whole series, I think. It's so cute. And I love how Barney always just commits to the bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he full in. Oh, yeah. And he pulls the crown out of the box. Mm-hmm. And the way he does it, how he pauses it over his head and he's sort of looking up. This is going to be very, very nerdy. Um, but back in the day, Napoleon Bonaparte at his coronation crowned himself. And there's a painting of him crowning himself. And so Barney doing that looks like Napoleon crowning himself. So I'll have to do like a side-by-side and put it on Twitter. Yeah, you will. Right? Speaking of side-by-side, I found that actor who played oh, are you that guy. Are you giving me the side-by-side? Is it really off? Uh, it's actually not. He definitely looks like, um, like a poor man's version. 
Which one's the poor man's of the version? Doctor. Oh, okay. No, obviously the one who played the guy with the wooden eye, Kate. Come well, on. Makeup is a crazy thing. I don't know. He looks like, it looks like a before and after meth photo. Oh, God. Like, he just looks so oh, low rent. Oh, wow. But they do look alike. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for they sure. They really do. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to share that side by side and then also the Napoleon side by side. Marshall is, like, bummed that he's been left out of this whole belt thing. Mm-hmm. Even though, Marshall, it doesn't make any sense that you would be in the running for this. Because you have Lily, and you're from Minnesota. And you have the the values of just the sweetest, mm-hmm. the sweetest old man, right? Yeah. And um, so he's like, I could, I could go for it. I could go for it. And so, like, that's where it start, this whole dumb thing starts of, of him... You know, saying all the 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 reasons he could compete, mostly mm-hmm. as if Lily died. If Lily died, I could I could go for the belt. So don't count me out because she could fucking die. And this will not be the first, the last time that Marshall kills, talks about killing Lily off. <laughs> so uh, Barney does not just have a belt for this. He also has a list of questions that Ted mm-hmm. must answer. The bylaws require him. The bylaws require. So um, the aggregate the aggregate age must be under eighty three. The aggregate weight eye roll of all participants is under four hundred pounds, and then uh, he says, "Has yes. they paid anybody?" Oh yeah, and he, have you paid anybody, Ted? Ted <laughs> wouldn't believe like him. Barney's definitely the one to do that. Right, right. Well, he just thinks Ted's freaking pathetic. True. So Ted runs out of the bathroom after getting confirmation that yes. He is, in fact, qualified to pursue the belt. But it looks like the girls are leaving. So this is the second time he's almost missed the tricycle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're leaving the bar. But then Winnie Cooper, as you said here, Trudy <laughs> is her name here. Trudy suggests going to listen to that Wilco CD. Classic oh my Ted. God. Classic Ted listening to Wilco. What a time. What a time capsule. And Ted is so excited that they're going to be upstairs in his apartment, upstairs in his bedroom. Upstairs. Oh. Hooey. So cringy. Act like you've been here, Ted. Well, I think now is as good a time as ever to cut in and share our interview with Lee Holmes Foster from Les Hangout Podcast. Yeah, let's get into it. So it is a legitimate blast from the past to have this guest with me today. She is half of the awesomely queer Les Hangout podcast and also the girl who dyed my hair red that one time in her parents' bathtub. (laughs) Welcome, Lee Holmes Uh, Foster. Also in your parents' bathtub. We dyed it at your place once, too. Fuck. Yeah. There was a red hair phase. It was on the porch. We dyed it on the porch. It's fine. I've dyed your hair a couple times. Hello. Yep, Yep. Hello! Hello. It's so good to see you. It's so good to be joining you. I'm excited. Yay! Yeah, so um, let's, let's, in the spirit of how I met your mother, tell the story of how we met each other. Oh my god. Uh, How did we meet each other? Did we meet in drama? It was, it was either in drama or it was in in homeroom in middle school. Yeah, it's a tough call. Uh, God, that was a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, seventh grade, uh, probably 
Miss Collins's English class. Yeah. And I remember we both got detentions because we weren't doing our homework and we had to miss theater. <laughs> Whoops. Which I think is still the only detention I've ever had. Yeah, same. So uh, we're so cool. Yeah, we really thought that we just had it all figured out. And then she was like, bitches, you have to do your homework. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. That, that was no good. Yeah. Yeah. So we met in seventh grade. I had just come from Catholic school. <laughs> feeling fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say it must have been. It probably was like in in class, like in, yeah. in class. Uh, and then it's hard to say just because I think from there, I mean, it was like pretty inseparable for a oh while. Oh my so. God. Yeah. Yeah. A long theater ways. In, in middle school, theater in high school, lots of long nights. Oh yeah. Track. Lots of, Remember lots, your oh my God. Days? <laughs> <laughs> we did oh a lot of stuff God. together, Kate. We did a lot of stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. We did track together and while we were out running, we would talk about starting <laughs> the, um, Future, future lesbians, lesbians of, America, of America, like future uh, farmers of America. God. And this was, this was before we knew we were gay. Yeah. Yeah. We're both gay, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Future lesbians of America. We used to have sleepovers to watch Princess Bride and shit all over Mandy Moore to make ourselves feel better. Of course. Or Moulin Rouge to cry to make oh. ourselves feel sad. Uh, and then harmonize the songs. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, good times, good times. Just, didn't yeah. everyone love high school? Yeah. Oh, wasn't high school the fucking best? It was the best. <laughs> it was the greatest. <laughs> Peaking in high school is everyone's dream, you know? I'm going to say I very staunchly did not peak in high school. So, yeah, Lee and I have known each other for a really long time. Uh, we had the... Uh, I would say good fortune of finding each other and having someone to like go through the coming out with in high school. Yeah, because we both, it's funny, we both kind of like came to the self realization on our own, but mm. then uh, like sort of like broached that topic to each other like at the same yeah. time, right? Of like realizing uh, like together. Yeah. <laughs> we came out together. It's crazy though, like the people you find early in life. And then you're like, oh, fuck, everyone around me is gay. Yes. Very you know? accurate. So cool. So, yeah, that's that's our story. <laughs> that's our how I met you, how I met, how we met each other story. Um, and I know we do have some crossover fans at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope so. You came on our podcast. Oh. I come on your podcast. So, I mean, yeah. there should be some uh, Venn diagramming at this, at this <laughs> point, right? Yeah, dude. So, but for those of, um, those listeners who don't know, why don't you tell them what Les Hangout is all about? Les Hangout. So Les Hangout is a podcast that I, uh, co-host with my friend Ellie and she and I are both lesbians and you can come hang out with us. Uh, and we kind of talk about like queer experiences, culture, media, um, things, movies, stuff we also have a, a segment called should have been gay because what shouldn't have been gay <laughs> um so yeah we do a lot of cool stuff it's fun hang out we hang out essentially yeah it's an awesome show and yes i was on an episode to talk about all the gay storylines and how i met your mother because <laughs> boy there are a few i mean i feel like we all went into it thinking it was just lily and robin and then the whole thing just like snowballed yeah 
it it very quickly grew to like just all of us talking over each other being like, then this is gay and this is gay. Oh my God, this thing is gay. It's all pretty gay. Yeah, it's actually a very gay show. So I'm so glad you're here to talk about Third Wheel because it is an episode with like a legit... Very, very gay storyline. Um, pretty, pretty gay storyline in there. Before we get into like the actual episode, like the little things from the episode, how did you come to find How I Met Your Mother? Because we didn't watch oh, it together. We did because it wasn't out yet. Um, you know that's a funny question because I watch so many shows, uh, and mm-hmm. there are so many shows that I've watched so many times that I like don't even remember when the first time I watched them was and yeah. how I met your mother is kind of like one of those um yeah. it's I'm having a big problem because they took it off Netflix and now it's like harder for me to go back and rewatch episodes um yeah. but I honestly don't even remember I think probably if anything I, I would have been sold on it because I uh still to this day just always have the biggest crush uh on Allison Hannigan, it's fine, <laughs> we've all been there. Uh, so any, just about anything that she's in, uh, oh, I'm yeah. going to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I've just, at this point, like I've seen the show so many times through, so. I was going to ask what character you really identify with. I have a feeling it's Lily. You know. But on this show, maybe not. Maybe not. I, I'm i going to say I think I identify with uh, her in Buffy more so mm. than I identify with Lily. I think if I identify with anyone in How I Met Your Mother, uh, it's probably Marshall or when I uh, am being honest with myself, a little bit of Ted. <laughs> I see you <laughs> laughing before I even say it, you little shit. Don't do that. <laughs> I like flinched back. I'm like... But it's also it's accurate, dead. and I know it is. It's yeah. fine. It's the same way that, like, you know, Ben Wyatt is my spirit animal. Who am I kidding? Like, it's just... Oh, hell yeah. I know. I, I, it, I know it about myself, so it's fine. Hey, they're good dudes. I'm not all Ted. I'm better no. than just oh, a Ted. No, 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 no. You're not all Ted. There's a lot of Ted that... Mm. But there are definitely Ted, Ted mannerisms <laughs> where I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for doing the Venn diagram, there's yeah, definitely exactly. some stuff. Exactly. There's some stuff there. Um, is there anything specific you really love about the show? Um, I think what I love about the show is, I mean, there are definitely things that have not aged well, like with anything oh, sure. nostalgic. Um, but I think what I love about the show is it doesn't take itself too seriously, and I think they do a really good job of recurring jokes, which I... Just always mm. think it's delightful when shows manage to pull that off really well. Um, yeah. I have my issues with... I know you don't do spoilers, so I'm not going to say anything specific. I have my Thank issues you. with the end of the show. It's fine. Um, most people do. Most people, most people do. do. Yeah. Uh, but I do... I really enjoy, like, especially some of the early seasons. Uh, and I just, you know, they just really manage to make things work and like make things Mm. land in a way that I thought was great yeah and you know when they do the recurring stuff it's like they're paying attention and they're sort of honoring the fandom when they do that exactly you know exactly feels nice feels nice little inside jokes for everybody (laughs) how would you rank the five core characters from best to worst for you. So here's the thing, because, and I know you sent me the email and I could have just asked Mm. for clarification, but I wasn't clear. It's fine. Is it in a general sense or in this episode specifically? 
in general, okay. overall for the oh God, for I'm your have feelings. To change my notes then. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Someone okay. fucked up this episode, huh? Well, yeah, this episode was hard for me because if I had to rank them on this episode, uh, depressingly, Robin comes in last for me because she's, oh, she's a hot a, fucking mess. She's episode. a fucking. She's a hot idiot. She really, really is. Okay, so in a general ranking of the characters overall, uh, last is dead. Natch. Yeah. I'm assuming that is a common ranking. Um, <laughs> the next, I actually, I think I kind of have a tie. I tie Barney and Robin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I would put them, so right now I have Ted at four. Number three is a tie, Barney and Robin. Number mm. two is Lily for me. I love Lily. I love Allison Hannigan, but I cannot put her above Marshall. I just can't. Oh, God, yeah. You know, um, I think because a lot of people put him number one, we get a lot of people putting Lily dead last. Oh, that's sad. I I know. I Hello was very Ted, surprised. Really? Yeah. I was really surprised by that, but people do not forgive her going to San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, I was going to say, people do not forgive the San Francisco trip, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, you they got just... some salty bitches, huh? <laughs> if you just look at, like, the Hemium hashtag on, on Twitter, it's like, put... Put How I Met Your Mother back on Netflix, and Lily is a fucking bitch from hell. Like, <laughs> it's insane. I had no idea that this was happening. I was, like, in my Allison Hannigan vacuum of, like, just loving everything she does and, like, Aww. forgiving her. And, yeah, there's, like, some there's some spicy stuff out there That's so that funny. I've learned. I love Lily. I mean, Lily makes some bad decisions. I think San Francisco is an excellent example of a bad <laughs> decision. But I also feel like Lily similarly, like, has more of her life together than a lot of other people on the show. It's hard when you go back and rewatch a show now where I'm just like, Ted, <clears throat> get it to get, pull it together, man. Almost 30. Like, Come on, dude. Yeah, right? And I mean, same thing with Robin, where you're just like, you have all these moments oh, where you're like, Jesus. what is your deal? Like, what are you doing? What? I just keep saying go to therapy. Like, <laughs> yes. Robin needs to be in fucking therapy. No one needs to date male Gale. Go to therapy. It's uh, Figure oh, your shit Gale. out. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Lily, to me, I, <clears throat> A, I like that, and B, I think I do super relate to Lily's ability to um, hold a grudge. That's very familiar mm. from my family. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, I feel like, yeah, I'm like, ah, the anger and the revenge <laughs> and the, you know, simmering, simmering resentment. Yeah, you feel seen. Your life. Yeah, exactly. You feel seen in that. That's good. That's it good. resonates. It just, you know, <laughs> just hits a, hits a chord in me. So. Hmm, nice. <laughs> Very nice. That's good. I think, yeah, that seems like your your ranking is is pretty close to mine. I always, I never know who's who's better than who between Barney and Robin. I mean, they're both just kind of like garbage people. I feel like they go, they go in waves around each other to me. Yeah. You know, there's a really cool hand motion that I'm doing that like no one it on is, the podcast can see. But it is pretty cool. It's very good. Um, I'm like watching myself in the video yeah. chat. No, physical comedy plays great on podcasts. I don't, really I don't know if you guys does. know that. For everyone who can't see it, just imagine I'm doing something super cool with my hands. Yes. Um, In wave-like sinuous motions. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I feel like to me it's it really depends on where in the various seasons we are who I think comes out on top between, uh, between Barney and, and Robin. Yeah. But I do tend to like both of them more than Ted almost the whole time. Like we always say, it's not that we hate any of them. No. He's oh, just our least favorite. I don't just hate the Ted. least favorite. I just, yeah. there's more moments where I'm like, Ted, come yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I'm sorry. Like, what I mean is, come on. 
Ted, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Lily, come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So like I said, this interview is going to air um, during our recap of Third Wheel. Okay. So what were your thoughts about this episode? You said you rewatched it today. Or yes. You have some big some big thoughts, potentially. Um, you are our, um, our resident guest extra lesbian. To chime so in should, on the super gay super We should gay talk about the gay stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the one thing, because it's, so my ranking for this episode actually put Ted much higher uh, oh. than I usually would, because I think Ted has some redeeming moments in this episode. Hmm. Um, I think, you know, he looked good in his little suit. Suited he did. Yeah. Better yep, than, yep. better than he usually does. Um, far be it from me, a lesbian to knock the, you know, plaid shirt with a graphic tee underneath, but still, however, however, um, he just, he looked nice and Mm -hmm. I think he was generally respectful of the two girls and I like to, in my headcanon of the episode, extend that to Ted allowing them to have the... Uh, obvious lesbian tryst that they so deeply had been wanting for many, many years. Yes. In our minds, he just closes the door, goes and makes a bowl of cereal. (laughs) Uh, In my mind, yes, Ted is out playing Wii Tennis while they do whatever they're going to do in Lillian Marshall's bedroom and then very Mm -hmm. respectfully keeps his mouth shut about it for, for the rest of time. So, you know. What friendship to be like, yeah, you guys can all go fuck in our bed. <laughs> like, they are so intertwined. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I remember watching you, this. And do I, you want to cut from the podcast if I discuss whether or not things like that ever happened in our lives, Kate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We were living in our parents' homes. Things yep, happened. We sure were. I know things that happened in my room. <laughs> oh. Okay. That I certainly was not involved in. But okay. other people on this call may or may not have been. It's hard to say for sure. I don't know. <laughs> Necessity is the mother of. oh god i'm just saying sometimes friends you know you take one from the team it's fine friends look the other way sometimes (laughs) oh god anyway (laughs) excuse me wow it's a podcast you can you can edit this all out all all the secrets are in your hands right now it all it all stays in (laughs) all stays in um i remember watching this the first time and I feel like at that point, I was fully gay, but the whole bisexual thing, mm. uh, to me, it was these two straight girls that just wanted to, like, have sex with each other in front of a guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's And that's kind of, like, the vibe it was. I have a feeling that men wrote this episode. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know? Like, two hot girls just, like, spring forth from the floor of McLaren's and want to have <laughs> sex with you. Like... <laughs> And, of course, they're, like, sorority sisters right. and everything. And in the male fantasy, they, of course, get that party started before you get there just to just to warm things up and then are <laughs> delighted when you join in. But, like, let me tell so you I what, guess, dude. I guess they're bisexual. I guess. Uh, but I am going to say they are hmm. 
either bisexual or, like, just have had these latent feelings for each other mm. for a long time that they have not acted on. So it's like a competition thing, but they didn't realize that all the competitiveness was really just just lesbian vibes. I think so. I mean, and they don't mm. have to be lesbians. I just, I really think they were less into Ted and more into each other that Same whole night. Because yeah. who wouldn't be? <laughs> yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad Trudy came back and in that capacity. <laughs> it was such a funny way to bring her back is the thing right? about it. Like, it, there didn't seem to be any need for it. Yeah. And I feel like what we know about Ted as a character, I like to imagine him being closed lip about them wanting to hook up with each other. Right. More so than him being closed lip about having had a threesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I think, I think that, I'd only think that threesome would have happened with Ted if he knew one of the, one of the women. And I felt like Trudy kind of just, like, disappeared, so it was cool that they brought her back and kind of resolved that, but yeah. um, I, I don't think it would have just been two random girls at the bar. Like, it had to be this sort of stars-aligning right. situation. yeah. And what else? Robin, what a disaster in this episode. <laughs> she is, like, just a thirst bucket. Like, She's- cannot... A thirst bucket, but also, like, slut-shamey and, mm-hmm. like, female body image-shamey. And I was just like, mm-hmm. none of this is necessary. Like... Just being real weird. A, I, I do agree with Barney in this episode. Like, no one cares if shave your legs or not. Just get in there. Um, and number lifestyle. two, like, I'm sorry, but what grown-ass woman is that incompetent that she could not pull off, like, a quick shave in a bathroom, like, restaurant right. bathroom if you needed to? Yeah, for real. For real. There's no, or there's no soap. Fine. Whatever. Water and a razor. Everyone's done it. I'm like, Robin could probably like live out in like the wilderness of the Yukon for like a week and like slaughter her own food. But you're expecting me to believe that she cannot pull off a dry leg shave without falling over and hitting her head. And I would rather have sex with hairy legs, obviously do it all the time. Lesbian. (laughs) But I would, I would rather do that. Then smear butter? Yeah. On my legs. Yeah. Robin was just such a dumbo in this episode. I mean, I guess... She hasn't even been single that long, so it's not like she's, like, thirsty for some ding-dong. Like... (laughs) It was a little out of character. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty established over and over and over again that, like, Robin goes for, like, the backwoodsy kind of, like, meat-heady man-man, like, grizzly man... Hockey player. Hockey player. Like, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, everything about this kind of felt like a weird episode for Robin. Any other thoughts about this episode you'd care to share? Uh, my thoughts about this episode are, isn't Lily such a great friend? I love her. Just yeah. running down, being like, they're totally both into you. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, I love it. I love her. And do you have a legendary moment, a favorite moment from this episode? Okay, that you'd my love leg- to share? Yes. My legendary moment from this episode. Mm. I so what we what I was saying before about Barney uh having commitment sometimes is I think this is a great example. He commits to like bits. Mm. And I think I love Barney buying the belt in this yes. episode. So my legendary moment is Barney 
pulling the bell out of the box because I love the commitment to the bit and also because he gives us that wonderful, it's resplendent afterwards. It's resplendent. And that I is, I think, it. probably my favorite line in this entire episode uh, is him it. saying that. So there you go. That's my legendary moment. It's resplendent. Uh, it's resplendent. <laughs> I think you're resplendent, Lee. Aw, I think you're resplendent too, Kate. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about Les Hangout because okay. you've had some fucking seriously cool stuff going on lately. We have so much stuff going on right now. It's crazy. We've had some really cool episodes. Recently, we had an interview with Alison Stoner, uh, a.k.a. that cool little kid hip-hop dancer from the Way Back Missy Elliott videos. Yes. Or Channing Tatum's little sister in uh, Step Up. And also mm-hmm. now just like a really cool uh, actress, singer, dancer, activist, stuff, doer, and lesbian. Um, so cool. We talked to her. We just talked to uh, Isabella Gomez from One Day at a Time. Um, and we have our first live show coming up. <gasps> when is right. this airing? I don't know. Coming up or has happened. <laughs> yeah. So it's what? Is it the 18th? It's the 18th. Yeah. I think this might come out after the show. So I hope we it just goes had really, our first really live well. show. <laughs> <laughs> That is the coolest. Uh, and we have another live show that we're going to tape at Clexicon in April. Ooh. So we are super pumped for that. Tell our people what Clexicon is, because I did not yes. know what it was until I listened to Les Hangout. Um, Clexicon. So Clexicon is a convention that deals with uh, queer female representation in media. Uh, mm. So it is sort of all about um, either... Uh, LGBTQ actresses or um, actresses who play LGBTQ characters on shows. Uh, And it was started as an attempt to try to improve the representation of um, specifically uh, queer women, so lesbians or bisexual women um, in television shows who have a tendency to get killed a lot uh, and or just be written terribly um, and then get killed. Uh, and usually get killed a lot. So um, <laughs> it was started in response to um, a character on The 100 dying uh, who was half of the ship called Klexa. Um, and okay. so they called it Klexicon. Um, and it's Aww. just, it's a really good time. It's in Vegas. They've had it uh, the past two years. This is going to be the third year coming up. And they get a lot of cool people to come out and they have... Really interesting panels and stuff like that. Um, we're going to be hosting a podcasting panel, and I'm going to be hosting a queer parenting panel, uh, <gasps> and just all sorts of fun stuff. So, Yay! Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. And when is that? That is in April. I think uh, April oh like 15th to 17th or something. That sounds about right. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Very nice. So if you're bored and want to come hang out with a bunch of queerdos in Vegas. Yeah. April's a beautiful time in Vegas. It's not too hot yet. It's still pretty hot, but it's not, you know, unlivable. (laughs) Well, it's a fucking desert. So (laughs) woof. Also, I was like extremely pregnant when I went for the first time last year. Mm. And I might have that might have amplified a bit of the discomfort and heat. Um, (laughs) I will be significantly less pregnant this time. Enjoying (laughs) it much, much more. So there you go. Will you be completely unpregnant? I will be very unpregnant. Okay. I for was like, now like and re- all times. <laughs> I was like, are we scooping something here? <laughs> From now until forever. Pregnancy was not for me. Uh, also, I made a super excellent human the first time around. Yay. Crushed it. Don't need to do that again. Kitchen's closed. Yeah, it is shut for business down there. So there hey, you go. 
once is more than enough as far as I'm concerned. Yowza. All right, so where can people find you? Where can they find Les Hangout? Tell us so, everywhere you are. On social medias, you can find the podcast. Everywhere is at Les Hangout Pod. So we are on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, our email is leshangoutpod at gmail.com or our mm-hmm. website is leshangoutpod.com. Um, you can find me uh, on Twitter or on Instagram. I am at LSH Foster. That's L-S-H. And Les is L-E-Z? L-E-Z. Mm, perfect. For sure. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. This was this a pleasure. So nice. Um, if we have any gay things happening in the future, I will definitely oh, contact yes. you to come back. I will be your gay expert, for sure. My, my gay lifeline um, <laughs> to back me up on things. Phone a gay friend. Hey, that'll be great. Anything else you'd like to say before we get on out of here? No, I'm just so happy to be here. Love the show. Love the podcast. Having a blast. Yay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, and um, see you next time. Hooray. Bye. Well, that was a freaking blast. (laughs) How about it? Thank you so much, Lee, for sitting in with me and catching up and reminiscing Mm -hmm. about all kinds of stuff and sharing your thoughts about the show. Yeah, we love really, having you on. Really appreciate it, and we hope to have you back sometime soon. Up in the uh, apartment, Marshall's on his twelfth scenario. <laughs> scenario. The best Lily one. died in a horrific car crash, and Marshall's paralyzed. And there's these two sexy nurses with a six pack of wine coolers to sneak in, and he tries to blink in Morse code. Please don't. I love my dead wife. I love my dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> But he has to think, you know, they're medical professionals. You know, they got to be saving his life. Yeah. That's so funny. I I think I have a similar Marshall problem of I can't really fantasize about other people without being like, well, it would be if, you know, if Liz, you know, was an awful person and, you know, turned out to be a murderer. So I had to leave. You know, like it's always this situation of like. A, a world in which she either never existed. In a world. Yeah. Or she died or was turned out to be some, like, villain. Then I'm, yeah. like, allowed. So I feel like Marshall in this situation. I always tell Chris that he's. I don't want him to be happy if I die first. Well, we'll talk about penis haunting shortly. <laughs> I want you to be happy. Fuck happy. Yeah. Get in this casket, bitch. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Robin's down three cappuccinos waiting for Lily to bring a razor. Whoops. And Lily's like, well, yeah, I can't go now. And it just hangs up. <laughs> it's very important. There's a fucking threesome underway. Yeah. These people, uh, this is like one of the first episodes where you really see like how enmeshed they are. Enmeshed they are. Yeah. yeah with each other's everything. It's mm-hmm. a lot. It's a lot. Um, so Robin ends up pleading with the waitress to go get her one, and she does for 50 bucks. Fuck you. I'm having sex with hairy legs. Yeah, I would, know. That lady That's was terrible. such a bitch, like, immediately, too. Ugh. Yeah. But, and, you know, she doesn't have a name. She's played, just waitress, but she's played by Christine Woods. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind, you know, she could boss me around. Right? Yeah. I think, so at this point, I can kind of assume that this writer 
is a little bit sexist. Just a little? Just look at how the, all of the women are are treated in this story. And I don't mean, like, they're treated badly. I mean, like, the treatment of them in the writing. Mm. Like, Lily just gets to talk about her boot sale. Well, I mean, like, that comes back and around. And the boot sale but... itself is, like, this hysterical, like, Lord of the Flies situation, right? Yeah. Robin is a fucking idiot who's fighting with the uh, waitress. waitress over a guy. You know, the girl, you know, Trudy and Rachel are kind of dumb and... And they're competitive com- females. Competitive, but competitive about sex. It's just, like... Mm-hmm. <sighs> boring. Yeah, we're both very tired. We're so yeah. tired, guys. But luckily there's some cute stuff coming up with the with the friends. Yeah. That has nothing to do with any of this. So Ted texts Barney, we're combing up SARS. <laughs> and they figure out what that means with just enough time. Um, they quickly run out of the room. And the girls head into the apartment. Ted goes to get the CD and discovers that everyone is in his bedroom. Ooh! Uh, Ted congratulates, or Lily congratulates Ted, but Ted just wants everyone to get out of there, and the only way out is through the fire escape, but Marshall saw a vision take a crap, and the whole thing shifted. Have you watched the the outtakes of this season? No. For some reason, that line, Jason Siegel could not get through it without laughing. That's just, I love the pause, the gesture, and then shifted yeah the whole delivery is so good so i mean you can see him break a little bit in his face and i from what i could see that was the best take that they were able to get of that moment i thought it was really tickled him really tickled him Mm -hmm. and i also love when um lily high fives ted and then marshall goes to high five him and she's like oh don't be gross don't be gross Mm -hmm. that one got that one got liz good too yeah me too (laughs) So Lily ends up offering their bedroom, which is really kind of her, Mm -hmm. which is great. So the last thing Ted needs is this CD. So Barney goes to hand it to him and at the last minute cracks it. And Barney starts to get real whiny. The belt is his birthright. (laughs) And turns out that Barney was actually on the verge of, you know, earning that belt. But there was a wine mishap and that ended the night prematurely. Meanwhile, Lily has snuck out of the room because she had a hunch about that blonde girl. Mm-hmm. Ends up she, being that she is the boot thief. <gasps> From our earlier flashback that we now see the rest of. She's on of. the list, bitch. She's on so the list. So now Lily has the opportunity to enact some revenge. Um, Aldrin Justice, even. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Oh, I would love if she stole her boots. Ooh. That would have been perfect. Ted promises to work in some light spanking and ultimately ends up paying Lily full retail for the boots. And so she says, please enjoy your bedroom. Which she didn't even have to buy. No. Because the bitch stole them. So that's amazing. Yeah. I Damn, know. People Ted are just, was desperate. People are just throwing money around. I love it. And I mean, he's just knocking one obstacle after the next out of the way. It's crazy. Oh, Lord. This fucking storyline this i mean Mm. i think this entire robin storyline was just because there was no probable way to get her in that apartment with everybody else with ted trying to fuck two girls like they just needed to put her somewhere else but honestly i would have been happier with them being like whoa she's on location or like ted's about to have a threesome and she's just like and that's my cue leaves we don't see her again you know what i mean yeah 
Like, I'm going to go home. Bye. She goes out the fire escape. Yeah. <laughs> and you hear it crash or something. Yeah, she just jumps out the window. Like, later, skaters. Um, so back at the restaurant, Robin has a razor, but no shaving cream. Again, back and forth, these women are so ugly and terrible to each other. So she heads to the bathroom to shave her legs. Um, but doesn't make any sense. Even I would have gone back to his place. Yeah. Liz said the same thing. She's like, you have the razor. Why wouldn't you just go to, like, shave at his place? But then you're, like, in that bathroom for a long time. He's probably going to think you're taking a shit. I'd rather him... Well, then, what's worse? That he thinks you poop like everybody else or that you're shaving your legs? Well, girl Robin... Uh, Yeah, this Robin. This weird Robin probably thinks both are terrible. I don't fucking know. Mm. The bathroom's out of soap. So Robin, at this point, is just, like... Desperate. An insane person. She comes out, grabs someone's butter off the table, which looked like ice cream. I wanted to eat. <laughs> I had butter that was like that on Saturday. It was Ooh, out like of the this soft, world. Like whipped butter. Whipped. It was whipped so smooth. It was like mm. I don't even know. I can't even. It was almost like buttercream. Let's well, just texted and said Robin was too thirsty. You're right. Yep. Amen. <laughs> You rub butter all over your legs and then you're going to go get naked in someone's bed. Like just none of it made any sense. I don't know. It's like she had a fucking brain transplant or like a lobotomy. It was so bad. So, of course, she falls in the bathroom and hits her head. And like Robin, I mean, Kobe Smulders does a great job with all the slapstick stuff, but it just doesn't feel necessary at all. Yeah, it's boring. I'm also upset Uh, that a woman at that Pam Fryman directed this. With that scene in the bathroom, because that is not yeah. any, none of that is how a woman shaves her legs. Very, very strange. Back in the apartment, Ted shares with the girls that he can't find the CD, but you don't need music to have fun. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They're sitting on the couch all together, and then all of a sudden, Ted gets super sweaty, <laughs> and you see the belt literally like circling through his mind, and he bursts out, It's getting late, I'll get your coats. And then we're back in his bedroom. And we're trying to process what just happened. Marshall is right. Ted's ruining this for everyone. <laughs> but I love that part. I love that. Me too. But Barney, you know, is his bro and runs to his defense and tells him, you know, that this happens to even like the best of men. Yeah. Yeah. Like him. And we find out what really happened when Barney failed to ride the tricycle. Yeah. It wasn't a freak beverage malfunction. Yeah. He got in his own head and couldn't get his shit together. And he kicked the wine over purposefully. Uh-huh. And the women and didn't care, but he... He he did. And mm-hmm. he does... He delivers this line, because you get up in your head, man. And he sounds just like Michael Richards um, on Seinfeld yeah. with Kramer. Yeah. Um, but then he realizes that it's not his destiny to win the belt, but to help help Ted win the belt. Valiant. So valiant. Yeah. So he walks Ted through this scenario. And I love the way it's done because it breaks the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. So Barney delivers the instructions and you see Ted act it out. Yeah. And then Ted breaks the fourth wall. He's like, wait, what? Why would I do that? Yeah. And yeah. then you hear the mo- the um, the motivation behind each, each step. piece. And it's so cheesy, but he finally gets Ted with the mortality angle of the super, super volcano, volcano 
don't postpone joy. Oh, and Ted is in. So they gather around for a group hug and off he goes. What they don't. And like I think what Barney underestimates, though, is that. They don't need a line. He doesn't. These girls have been like pushing for this the entire episode. Like yeah. nothing has been necessary. They could have left at every moment because Ted isn't pushy. So like. Right. None of this is necessary. But Barney always thinks that anything takes this huge, complicated, right, convoluted right. lie to yeah, make it, it happen. It can't just be genuine and upfront. Yeah. And the the whole, um, you know, telling him what to do and breaking the fourth wall reminded me of Purple Giraffe, another favorite episode of ours. When they're having the parties and Barney's like, or Ted's like, hey, nice apartment, et cetera, et cetera. When he's talking yeah, about like, yeah, when yeah. Robin shows up for the parties and stuff, so... That was just one little, another little thing I recognized that this has happened yeah. before. Yeah. So Ted goes into an empty apartment. So has he missed it again? <clears throat> I don't know. Mm. And suddenly we hear some giggling coming from Lily and Marshall's bedroom. Gross. And <clears throat> Ted goes over, opens the door, and his face kind of lights up, and you hear all sorts of laughing and just a good time being had by all. Oh, the music playing in the background in the restaurant at Robin's Date is the same music that Ted's Blue Instrument String Quartet played in the first season finale. Ooh! Per this How I Met Your Mother Wikipedia page. Wow, very cool. And while they're about to make sweet, sweet love with each other, or maybe not, Mm. it is Wilco Passenger Side. So there is a little bit of Wilco in there. and um, I know... Passenger side clearly, you know, can refer to the car, like a car. Yeah. But I, in my mind, I was thinking sidecar. Oh, like, like kind of motorcycle. completely off the motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I love it. The one other weird thing, um, when he opens the bedroom door, it looks like they're just on the floor. Like the way his, where his eyes He's fall, like, it's like, doesn't look like they're on a bed. It looks like they're like in the floor. It's very can weird, say. right? Very strange. Yeah. Maybe they are. Maybe they're they wanted to be like kind and considerate of the bed until Ted came in there and he, they knew where to go. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh after that, we don't get much more information. We cut to McLaren's sometime later. Ted is looking confident, as you said here, and I agree with that. He's looking sort of and aloof. Aloof, self-satisfied, but not cocky, right? Yeah, because he he knows he has nothing to prove. And that he has Barney by the balls, because Barney wants to know yeah. so bad. Mm-hmm, and it's always mm-hmm. fun when you when Barney doesn't have the upper hand. And, um, you know, Barney does this great back and forth of, you did it, you did it, didn't you? You didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. You did it. You did it. Yeah. Back and forth trying to get it out of him. So great. And then current Ted repeats what future Ted said. And that's, there are some stories you tell and some you don't. But as it fades out, you see Barney ask Marshall if he knows what happened. So the story was told to at least one person. Mm-hmm. And if you tell Marshall, Lily knows too. So we get this fun little extra scene to find out what happened to Robin after she fell and 
presumably knocked herself out from slipping on the butter. And that's exactly what happened. And her date comes back in to look for her because she's not out by the car and asks the waitress to go in and check on her. (laughs) And she walks in and sees Robin is passed out, but okay because she's starting to come around. And the waitress comes back out and tells the doctor that she's not in there, but the window's open and kind of insinuates that Robin left. (laughs) And then after touching her hair and the doctor, she goes off with him as Robin comes running out of the bathroom, announcing that she's okay. Her head is bleeding before passing out again. That the way I delivered that was as as much enthusiasm as I watched. Yeah, it's okay when she's stupid. This just doesn't feel like her kind of stupid. No. But I loved the group together supporting Ted and yes. it showed how involved and invested they are. I love that. Yeah, those little scenes it made of them. It so fun for me. The little scenes in the bedroom of them like cheering him on and yeah. that was really sweet. And I When Barney I love that. breaks the CD. Yeah, so good. They're like, no. No. That stuff, yeah. Ted, you're ruining this for everyone. That was all of that was was definitely the highlight of the episode, I would say. Mm-hmm. And the title here is pretty self-explanatory. Third wheel threesome i guess the third wheel could also be robin and her date and the waitress because there's like a three-way situation happening there they should have taken the upper hand and just both gone home with the doctor worked together turkish lesbian as uh as robin is Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a meh for me um did you like it more or less than We're Not From Here? I was just thinking about that. Um, Ooh, the fact that you have to think about it. This was way more enjoyable. Yeah, that's true. I think just the Robin storyline really put me off. But in the other one, most None of it. None of it was good. Yeah. Yeah, most of it um, put me off in that sense. So that makes sense. I think this is, yeah, We're Not From Here is still number one for least favorite right now. And this is kind of a close second. But if you liked it, everybody out there, that's okay, too. We all have our faves and stuff. But it did seem like in the legendary moments, which we're about to get into, that a lot of people agreed with us that this wasn't the best of season three. But that's okay. It's a guest writer. He never writes again. He can't hurt us anymore, guys. It's better than last week, and it's better than next week. Ooh, what's next week? Little boys. Oh, no! Ah, Robin is going through it right now. And, I mean, I guess that's just the place she's in, right? You know, my friend Jeanette used to tell me she hated Robin. Hmm. And she's been re-watching the show and listening. And she said she finally likes her. Yeah. But uh, if you're going off season three, I can't stand her. Yeah, she's pushing it right now. She is pushing it. And I think it almost feels like they're struggling with what to do with her. Yeah, she's not with Ted anymore. Who is she? Right. And I mean, she's struggling too. And she kind of does throughout this whole season. She's still kind of like lost and figuring things out. But she does eventually solidify, which is good. But there's just a lot of up in the air shit with her right now. So, yeah, Mm. very interesting. Well, let's see what our, our friends have to say about this episode. All right, we got a ton of legendary moments this week. Yes. Which we absolutely love. How does it work out, everyone emailing them to you, Kate? Is that still? Yeah, almost everybody emailed. So thank you guys so much. Please remember to send your legendary moments to Podcast at gmail.com. 
and nowhere else, just mm-hmm. so it's all in one place and I don't forget anybody. And it's very helpful to put the name of the episode as your subject. And that's awesome. it. That's it. Oh, also, uh, patrons get their emails read in full. Patreon.com slash HeyBeautifulPod. So um, everyone else's will be a little bit summarized when we have a bunch like tonight. Yeah. Our first one comes from Felipe in Portugal. And Felipe writes, Marshall and Barney playing tennis on the Nintendo Wii has to be my legendary moment because it reminds me of the many occasions on which I played Wii Sports with my brother, who still lives in Brazil, and our group of friends. Yeah, Wii Sports was the best. It was. Do you not... Can you... How's your Portuguese? Oh, not very good. Um, So I don't know what this means. I have a feeling it means maybe see you soon, but I'm not sure. Says oh, breve means like short, right? Obri- like small. Obrigado e até breve. No yeah. idea. But no, no idea. I know there. obrigado means thank you, so you're welcome. Thanks for for writing in, Felipe. The next one is from Bobby, and she's one of our patrons. And Bobby says, "Hey, ladies, my legendary moment for third wheel is Busy Phillips." I love her in everything I've ever seen her in and just always find her charming and hilarious. My first introduction to her was in the show Cougar Town. Don't judge the show on its title. It's actually amazing. I think Busy is an incredibly underrated comedic actress and wish she was in way more things. Um, I hope you're both doing well and can't wait to listen. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. And thanks for being a patron. Yeah, absolutes. Our next legendary moment is from Susan, and Susan writes, Okay, so this is one of my least favorite episodes, <laughs> but my legendary moment is Barney and Marshall playing the Wii. You immediately know that this is 2007 because of that. Also, I really like Lily's, you just made the list, bitch. <laughs> Same. Love it. Our next one is from Bethany, and I'm going to read her whole email because she's new. Um, and she is the fantastic person, I believe, who left us a five-star review. Thank you so much. Oh, Bethany, thanks. Under the name Ravenclaw Hermione. So oh, she gets it. Approach. She gets it. So Bethany said, uh, first, I want to say a huge crap load of a thank you for this podcast. <laughs> My husband is in the U.S. Air Force, so we move around a lot, and I am left alone more than I would like. Oh, Bethany. Um, I am also a librarian and much younger than most of the people in my field, so it is difficult to make friends. Oh, Bethany, this is so sweet. The way you include and involve all your fans makes me feel like I am a part of a close-knit group of friends, and I am not alone even when I am lonely. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. What a freaking angel. Thank you so much. Mm. All right, so that's the beginning part, and that was amazing. We really appreciate you saying that, and we're so glad that you feel like you're part of the family because you are. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome. Welcome. So she says, it was very hard to pick a legendary moment for this week, but I've got one. I love Robin's whole B-plot story. Interesting. So she enjoys it. Uh, when she grabs the butter in desperation and then falls over and the waitress snatches her date, it just has me cracking up. Can't wait to hear everyone's legendary moments. Thanks, and keep up the hard work. You ladies rock. Thanks, Bethany. Thank you. I guess, you know, if you think about the whole plot on surface level, like, it's not, if you don't think about it being out of character for Robin, Robin, Mm -hmm. it is just, like, a silly, goofy plot line. And, I mean, Kobe plays it great. So, it's 
we lo- we and we enjoy it, but it's, we just take issue with the character development. Abha writes, um, I love how possessive Lily is about Marshall and his penis. Oh, we didn't really discuss- talk about that, about haunting no, the penis. No, we didn't. They discussed 12 scenarios. I wonder what those scenarios, what were those scenarios, but from the looks of it, Lily shot all of them down. (laughs) In the very last episode, they couldn't bear the thought of their significant other passing away and were having a tough time writing a letter to be opened only in the event of their spouse passing. But in this episode, they're like, eh, I'll just haunt you for life. I'm definitely going to haunt people for for life. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, Abba. We love someone who can hold a grudge. Next up is Allie. Oh, Allie caught what I caught earlier. So she said, hello, look at all the threes in that title. Because she said, season three, episode three, third wheel. This episode had some funny moments, but it's kind of meh for me. Mostly because Robin treats the waitress like trash, but at least the waitress gets her revenge. Very true. Mm. Lily is kind of a meh friend to Robin. Also true. The girls are not good to each other in this episode. No. Um, in any direction. Um, but meanwhile is more than willing to help Ted out. I don't know. There's funny parts, but the sum of the episode isn't really my bag. Uh, The legendary moment for me is Ted denying Barney the satisfaction of telling him what happened. Very good one. Barney plays that so well. And then she says, P.S. Robin, how have you never dry shaved before? And how are you that bad at shaving? Oh, look, the episode was written by a man. Yay! Yes, Allie. I just love the, the the army that we're creating of people being like, Yeah, right. This wasn't no lady writer, let me tell you. Lady writer. Lady writer, we miss you. We need one, please, God. Yes, please, oh, soon. Oh, God, soon. Our next legendary moment is from another patron, Ryan. <clears throat> Ryan writes, Hi again, ladies. Wow. This might just be my favorite episode of all season three. And it has to be because it's just a little bottle episode where the characters are just kind of hanging out, Hmm. which leads me to my legendary moment of Barney and Marshall just staying in to play video games with friends. Them actually ditching Ted at the bar to play Wii Sports on a Saturday night, with the exception of Marshall and his (laughs) underwear, is very on brand for me. The whole episode, I'm way more interested in their night than I am in Ted's because I'm the poster child for being a homebody. So until next time, see yas, your bud, Ryan. That is a cool reason to like this episode. Yeah. Because it really is like they're almost off duty, right? Yeah. I like that. That's solid. Me too. Good job, Ryan. Good job. And thanks well to done. Ryan and Allie both for being patrons. And we have another patron legendary moment, and that's from Tish. And Tish says her legendary moment is when Ted refuses to let Barney know if he had a threesome. And it brings back the running joke that Barney doesn't like being left in the dark. Thanks, Tish. Our last legendary moment uh, is from Dan in the UK, who's also a patron. Hello, Dan. Hello. Hello. Cheerio. <laughs> Don't. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. Mom, I'm quoting Marshall Dude, from wait earlier. Wait till you see this episode. legendary moment. It's perfect. So uh, Dan, <gasps> oh. Dan said, am I too late for an, a legendary moment for third wheel? If not, it's the British words. So cheesy. Crumpet, Fortnite, cheerio. But I secretly love it. They are comforting words that speak to our soft, rolling green hills and little oh, villages. <laughs> love. Oh, you love. Brits really know how to paint a picture. You know what I mean? How about it? How about it? So what's your legendary moment? You just made the list, bitch. That's mine! Oh! Best friends! Best friends. Best friends. Cool. 
It's I mean it's the best part. And the look on her face. You just made the list, bitch. So freaking good. All right. Well, I guess that's it. You know. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time for little boys. So be sure to send in your legendary moment to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Remember to include the title of the episode, Little Boys, in the subject. A special thank you to Lee for uh, joining us for an interview. And that yeah, was, thank you so much, Lee. It was fun. That was awesome. And you guys can check it out over on Patreon. The whole episode um, mm-hmm. next week, we'll we'll post about it on Twitter, so you guys can catch the full interview. Yeah, and if you've loved this episode, please leave us an iTunes review. It helps other uh, How I Met Your Mother fans find this podcast and connect and allows our hashtag HB family to grow. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. So many options to listen to us now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. You'll be up to date with all the latest craziness that comes out of our mouth. Yeah. We'll hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All. 